Good try, Nick. <laughs> I really didn't want to score, but I'm just like, oh, all right. Yeah, just work I guess this will work. That'll do, donkey. That'll do. Call Nick a donkey? You call Nick an ass? Pretty much. I can be. What? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Okay! Ah, oh, that's it. Yeah! G G G G G G. We're the three best friends Just that ever friends. ever were. I honestly thought Nick said that. See, it says three. It <laughs> says three. That wasn't Nick. We have to delete that. It says three. <laughs> well, we can use it when we exclude whoever. Yeah, God, Brank, yeah. I want to lose there. We're the three best friends. Or well, we do exclude Nick. Then then we play it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Everybody but Nick. God, that was nice the three best friends Just that three ever, friends. ever were. We were. We so, for the record, are. Dylan, no, that's not me. That is a recording against my oh, will. Yeah. <laughs> Did anyone else find a conspiracy that Tom and Jerry were named Tom and Jerry? So that was a nickname for the Germans. And... What do you Russian or the Germans and British. Cal, you missed your opportunity for all of those when we were talking about the different conspiracy theories. Oh, you're right. I should have used this. Oh well. That's all you. He wanted to too. You said to too. Kyle, yeah, good, good pass. I just messed it up. Wide open goal. Walk My recommendation, in. Brent, is that it doesn't matter what the U.S. does, the entire world has to participate as well. That's if we're going to have a real effect. Obviously. That's wrong. I think the U.S. has to lead the way. Did you know that... Well, they have um, to lead the way, but was it, China they and... themselves won't be able to actually do much without... Everyone participating as well. Yeah, but the whole world's not going to do much if half the. I don't know if you guys have played Civ, but Hemisphere. we just need to focus more on our science research. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. There should be more funny than that. Right? Just go to the moon. Oh, nuke yeah. everything. Then you can nuke. New planets. Stop. New planets. Fuck all this shit. Well, we need to <laughs> move to a on. New planet. We need to move on from. Yeah. Earth Forest. Forest. Yeah, my workers cut those down. I, I would say. I them. would say. The whole idea of U.S. on their own can't do so what isn't completely... Well, you get the merchant, you send him to the sea state, and you get gobs of gold. Exactly. Like, the U.S. I not participating can make works. it so other countries would think that it's okay for them not to participate. Oh, you, like, leg through the ball. Yeah, I saw that. Leading to a... Well, if U.S. isn't doing anything, why do we have to do anything? Meaning nothing happening oh, at all. For the record, Colin or Kyle better be recording this because this is basically the podcast. We're yeah. starting it. Like, this is the this podcast. Time, all the times you're sitting here like, oh my God, we just should have been recording this. That was gold. Well, I'm yeah, telling this you right is all now. good stuff. Yeah, here it is. Do it. We're doing it. And as soon as we say on, you know, some of you are going to have your personality show up rather than <laughs> just having a normal conversation. But that's me judging. So that's oh, okay. I'm with that too. <laughs> I'm all harbors on that. I agree. Let's just do it. I think what the most fun we had was the last, like, right, well, I'll just, here, 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 here we go. Listening to you guys talk uh, during Rocket League was some of the most yeah, enjoyable I'm a, I'm stuff. Be... Just, just shoot the, the crap. 
Welcome, everybody, to If I May, a podcast with me, Kyle, just an average guy, along with three of my average friends, Brent, Nick, and Dylan. We're going to talk about stuff while interrupting. We'll, we'll, we'll interrupt. It's just the way it is. Uh, this is episode 42. Let's We're go. going to interrupt eventually. At some yeah. point, someone's going to interrupt. I yep. don't know how it's going to go. Yeah, this, just, is a, this is casual Monday. Is I didn't it? even mic check this one. We're just going. Yeah, this is, we're going super cash, which I'm okay with. So hopefully oh, you have sound. just missed. Hopefully you can hear us. According oh, to the loading bars, you can hear. So Nick and Dylan are currently playing Rocket League. So we'll let them, we'll let them finish their game, especially if it's a ranked one. You gotta gotta it win. Oh yeah, it is ranked. Oh, yeah, and I think we just are crush them. Like six and one uh, in the last fifteen. Well, not fifteen minutes. It's longer than that. Probably forty-five minutes. But, yeah, but if you're playing ranked two v two, are you really playing ranked? Let's let's think about what, this. What do you mean? What? Are you playing? Th- are you playing three v three? Brent, two v two, but I think bro? Brent. 2v2 is harder than 3v3. Well, it takes a lot I more know, skill in 2v2. They to... call it standard, though, for a reason. You know, 3v3 is standard. Right. It's not okay. the one that, like, everyone writes home about. Be like, hey, mom, I'm a... What I don't understand is why uh, Rocket League decided to make, like, the special game modes ranked as well. It's like, what? Why? Yeah, that was an interesting choice. I hadn't played I a number like of, that. like, months. And they turned that crap on, and you're just like, what? <laughs> I like it. Ranked? Kind of gives you a, it gives you a perspective of where you at, where you are at. <laughs> where, you, where you at? Where you at? <laughs> oh, girl, where you at? Where you at? Yeah. Like a Joey Tribbiani from uh, Friends or something. But I also want to point out that Rocket League has been breaking ground in uh, the first game to really embrace cross-platform gaming. I, I do appreciate that. It paved the way for a lot of Really good progress. Well, I hope right. they, I hope they make it a standard. I know like Arc is trying to do that as well. Well, that's basically um, that I, Google. Um, I forgot what it's called, but we talked about it. I don't know if you were on that podcast, Dylan. The Strabia. No, no. Stra- um, yeah, you get it. Labia or Labium or I, 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 I wrote it down. The, I wrote it. Google Stadium. System. Uh, Stadia. Stadia. That's I it. Actually, I listened to that podcast. I I know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's basically what, what that got? is. It's like everything cross-platform. I'm yeah. surprised now, it's Dylan, not. Dylan, are you yeah. playing? Are you playing on a computer or your Xbox? I'm on my computer. Okay, because I am, in fact, on an Xbox. So we are right. cross-platforming right now. What's well, amazing is we can hear Nick through his Xbox. Uh, no, actually, I'm on my phone for <laughs> chat. <laughs> Fun fact. Oh. Also, my phone's probably about to die. So if I just randomly cut out, it's because my phone died. And I, I've had That's... it under 15% for the last three hours. So. That reminds me of Dylan last week. Oh, but my phone's going to die. I have 99%. Um, under 15% for the last three hours versus, oh, it's at 90%. I think we have a little discrepancy. Dude, that there. Ba- no, that I, battery I, saver uh, mode is a battery saver. I don't know how they do it. It just works. I don't, I don't even take my phone off battery saver anymore. Well, right? What kind like, of phone do you have, Nick? What are you, what are you repping? Yeah, what's, uh, everybody, what's everybody's phone? I upgraded. I just went to the uh, S9. Okay. Right. Is, that, is, that, is that Galaxy, uh, Galaxy S9? Has it, Samsung. What's the one that blows up? That's the Note, the Galaxy Note. No, that's the like old the Note <laughs> Seven or so. Or other. Okay, okay. So that's not the one that's going to blow up in your pocket. Is it a phone no. or is it a tablet? Is it one a of those tablet. Like, giant, like a phone phonelet, or they're just monstrous phones? Uh, they're definitely phablet is definitely the correct term. Fabulous tablet. Phablet. Phone tablet. Phablet. The fab. The phablet. I like that. We got you good. I'm rocking an OG uh, Google Pixel XL. <laughs> oh darn, we won hey, three to two. Google Pixel three. 
Google Pixel XL, the original. I got this thing Ooh. on release. Dude, oh, I made so I was stupid. So did I. You had the Google Pixel 3 on release or the Google Pixel XL on release? I got the Google release? Pixel XL on release and I just upgraded ah. the Google Pixel 3 XL. I didn't know that. So when Black Friday came along, they're like, oh, the Google Pixel 3 XL is on, like, on this crazy good deal, especially for, especially for Project Fi slash now Google Fi customers, which is the cell phone service that my wife and I use. And it was basically getting the phone for like 250 bucks. And I should have yep. done it, but I didn't. And I regret it because now my like Google Pixel XL, the battery is finally starting to go to crap and it's it's slowing down. It's starting it's starting mm. to chug a little bit. So that's one thing that bugs me. Oh, go ahead. I have a policy on my phones just to upgrade every about three versions or so. I almost made it four versions. I could have waited an additional month and gotten the like new S10 or whatever. But I had the S3 uh, and then I had that for like three years and then i got an s6 which i've had for the last three years or more and then uh the s10 was about to come out and i'm just like eh s9 sounds good plus i can then say i got a new phone every three editions which works well for me stick so with the pattern I guess, what is what does everybody look look for? oh wait, wait brent what phone do you have we'll, we'll right, go with so that first i gotta i gotta do my gripe real quick i have a s or no not s6 um Apple iPhone 6s or whatever it's called. So so it's an older generation. I I still really like it. I mean, I don't see what's wrong with it. I need a new phone, except for I'm pretty sure they have this like planned obsolescence where like the battery, like my battery life now is just it just goes like that, and and maybe I'm using it wrong and need to close apps. But I feel is like they're Apple purpose. Yeah, Apple. I feel like they they purposely planned it out where they're trying to phase my phone. I don't know if they of... still do that because they were called out for their legitimate like scandal that yes, they were like downgrading your they were having your apps use much more data or whatever it is. Um and it was slowing everything down uh on purpose so that you would always upgrade. So your perfectly good phone that's been fast and fantastic, after X amount of time, they send an update out that would essentially nerf your phone and so you feel like you need to go if get i may one. apple's argument was that the batteries are starting to go bad and if we run the battery too much your phone can overheat and you just drain your battery faster so they slow down your phone so that way your phone lasts longer during the day but it's one of those well, things where i'd rather have the battery go to crap than not have a usable phone that's at the same state as when i bought it if i may i want the the right to repair like why can't i just get a new battery you, you know, gave up your right to repair by buying Apple. I that's what I think. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> that's, there's your problem. <laughs> no, but I, I think that should be a thing. I mean, there is a big argument. I know we were talking about climate change a little earlier, but like all these phones, you can't use them after they go obsolete. You just throw them away. Let's let's not do anything good for that's them not true. either. Um, what about the phone yeah, they, they pay big money actually relatively. Always for your money. Uh, save big money. No, not save big money. They pay big money. They pay big money for your used smartphones. Well, I haven't got like that. They, they offered yet. Verizon offered <laughs> me eighty dollars on my next bill or whatever uh, if I give them my S six, and if they're willing to give me eighty dollars, it's worth probably three times that. Easy. Some as, to somebody use as a used phone. Yeah, that's somebody takes them apart, swaps up the battery. Money are very different. 
Well, right. 80 bucks though, for something you're throwing away. Uh, well, I yes. normally trade it in when I upgrade my phone. Yeah, that's the money you're getting. That's what right. Nick was just talking yeah. about. But oh, okay. but they are overpricing the phone by 80 bucks anyway, so then the 80 bucks doesn't matter. It's just the phone, uh, I don't know. I at don't know. It's all crooked. At least with Everything Android, you don't have to pay $300 for an extra two gigs like Brent does. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, I just, I just. <laughs> What I have, I don't, I don't know. If it's not broke, don't fix it until it breaks because of planned obsolescence. What, what's Jeez, the reason, Brent? What's Android. the reasoning to go Apple over Android? I don't know. Um, have I you ever had an Android phone? Done it? I'm not an Android. I, I don't <gasps> know. I'm just comfort. Like uh-huh. I don't, I don't really like the new stuff. Actually, I really dislike the recent direction that Apple's done. Like I don't want facial scanning to unlock my phone. Get a Google Pixel. Excel three like, or four when the four comes like out. Like I don't, I don't need no home button. You know, like I, I like those things. Although I do, I am kind. Of, I always. All right, let me restart. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I that don't was a great like conversation there. <laughs> I don't like that they took away the headphone jack. I yes. really like the headphone jack. So in the Google Pixel three, um, they took away the headphone jack as well. They at least they, in their defense, they do at least give you that little dongle thing that converts it. Yes, they do, which, I mean, I appreciate that. But, uh, I mean, the thing is, if I want to listen to my phone in my car, like, I use, I use, I listen to different things on my phone, and if, in order for me to charge it, I have to go through the same port as the where I plug in the auxiliary cord. So I can't... I can't you can't listen to music in your car while charging listen, it. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, yeah. You, you just got to get yourself one of them wireless chargers, then you can, because the... Pixel 3 I have one, supports wireless charging. Right. I have one. Yeah, but it's just silly and, that you uh, have to go to that extent. Right, exactly. Nobody's yeah. made a little adapter that you can charge your phone and have your audio coming out at the same time. They had um, to Somebody's got to that. Be. There must be one. Amazon that. There's not. Amazon that. Somebody's, it's got to be out there somewhere. That's a Zaru Plus. I don't think about that one. I'm like, like, what was our catchphrase again? No, (laughs) just kill that. Put it away. (laughs) Never bring it back. Bury it. What's that saying from a movie or something? Oh, it's. What's that from? Oh, it's from uh, the newest Star Wars or whatever. Like, take your feelings and your enemies and bury them or something. It was something like that. Whatever. You get it. So I, I gotta ask, any of you guys great reference? Have Kyle. any of you guys gotten pranked today with April Fools being? You know, today? I did not. Man, does it mean anything anymore? Like I don't know. Really. No. The only good that one is, I heard of today. That is a good point, though. The one thing I did read is a lot of people who would regularly be shocked by things and appalled because the world is what it is. Uh, were just like, yeah, no, I, I get it. Like, okay, that's that's the new. We just accept it because because Trump's president. Like, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Donald Trump is president. Like, oh yeah, right. nothing, nothing fools us anymore. No more, no more, no more jump around during the uh, the break between the third and the fourth quarter because what? seismic activity is slowly ruining Madison's campus. What? Uh, what? Yeah, that's, that was that's a good one. That's UW they, put out a, uh, a letter that basically said uh, they will no longer be doing the jump around tradition because they do that this year. Seismic, their seismic department. Yes, their uh, seismic department or whatever noted that. Uh, the decaying um, buildings in Madison were partially due to 
Just, <laughs> dude, that's like old news. Did, yeah, as a, if I may, that, that's old news. The did a, stu- a study to make that legal because originally it was illegal. Study, a, like a seismic study that basically allowed them to do it. Like he, he had to prove that it was... It wasn't just one person. It, like literally the, the university banned it and like all the mechanical engineering department like banned together to prove that they could jump around and it would be fine. Scientific achievement right there. In the At least that's the Zaruba stat that I have. If I, I may, mean, stats. They're not going to let us do a celebration. Let's put all of our best science to work. Solve this true problem. Real problems. Get our engineers on this. Let's go. So the real problems. What's the and point of an engineering school if you can't engineer? Absolutely. Right. Especially because right. uh, the engineering school is right next to Camp Randall. So if any building is going to get impacted, it is the engineering building. No, uh, that was pretty long. good. I, I find that the best pranks, the best April Fool's jokes are the ones that are, there's a semblance of truth in there where you're not really reaching to draw that conclusion. Like, like the one, the Madison one, like I, if, if they told me, you know, the seismic activity, I mean, it does register on the Richter scale. If they said that's too much when people jump, we have to put a rest to it. I'd be like, you know what? I get it. I get it. Like that makes sense to me. Dude, Granted, what did, what if for April first, you know? What if for April Fool's Day, the Onion did just did real news? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> How funny would that? That'd be genius. They and should all do that. The other news stations, yeah, right. Because every doing single what they normally do. Yeah, right. Because like they normally do, like the fake news or whatever, like this this funny shit. But then like just during, during April first, they just play just hey, this is normal news. And everybody's just panicking because they're like, oh, wait, really? No, that didn't happen. Oh, it did. Way to go, Onion. Man, uh, the teachers... know what to do. Yeah, the teachers at the school had a really good prank for their students. They wanted to write uh, an essay about why are the tree octopuses in the Pacific Northwest going extinct? They're like in a threat of being extinct. Tree octopuses? There is no such thing as a tree octopus. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. We had, I think you we had this discussion. Well said, there. Well said. <laughs> I think you could probably say it either way, if I'm being honest. But yeah, you're I'm pretty sure we had this discussion already about octopi. Yeah, I think I think you could maybe go either way with it. But with um with that, there's this website that someone made a, a long time ago that has very official looking stories about it. They have photoshopped pictures of octopi pie or an octopus i guess in a tree and it just got the kids really good it was like do we have to write a book report after all there's no such thing oh what age group is this i thought maybe like this is like a okay i thought maybe this was like a college paper i was like no they honestly did say this um i heard about it the teachers that were doing this said they got it from a high school teacher oh my god with their high school teacher with their kids (laughs) and they did it with it (laughs) I'll, I'll try and find the website because it's it's a pretty well done. So octopuses from infoplease.com. Octopuses is the correct terminology. You can technically go with octopi. It's also accepted. But octopuses would be correct because it's derived from Greek, which pr- pretty much always puts an S at the end. So it would be octopuses. Mm. I and feel so- validated. There I you feel go. validated. Thanks, Kyle. Octopus is, is legit. I'm going to work on getting that link into the, the Discord so you can check it out. It's really actually super good. They made up all these phenomenal like Latin names for them and 
different types. Like there's one that's all for Get the Wikipedia page it's, up there. It's great. It's it goes deep. So the best April Fool's joke that Cody and I, my younger brother, teamed up on my parents to uh, have a great uh, April Fool's. And I mean, the only one that was discovered was the the sink. We we did the whole taping the, uh, the sprayer open. That way when you turn on the sink, you just get sprayed by water. Classic. Classic. But besides that, we also went to their upstairs. My parents' bedroom has like a ceiling fan. So we put Beanie Babies on the ceiling fan, like all over the ceiling fan, as many as we could load up there. And then we also, in the tub downstairs, because that's where they would, like my parents would give uh, Colin, our youngest brother, baths at the time. He was like an infant. Uh, we, we set that thing to automatically go to shower head mode instead of uh, bathtub mode. And oh. <laughs> so when like the only one they found day of uh, was the, the sink one. And that one, my mom was like super mad. And then like two days later uh, it was like warm or whatever. So like they turn on the ceiling fan <laughs> and here. My mom and dad both is like yelling, like what the hell? <laughs> and then we're like, what, what is it? What is it? Because we had totally forgotten. And they're like, who put Beanie Baby? April Fools. <laughs> Got like, you. Got him. And then like literally uh, like two weeks later. Or so I don't know. Maybe it was a week, two weeks later. My mom goes and gives Colin a bath and like turns on the, <laughs> the, the bathtub. And it actually does work. Like it sprays through the shower head and gets her. I'm like, why are you in the tub when you're turning it on to, <laughs> to even get sprayed by it? But my mom also, got sprayed. And Why does it take two weeks to wash your little baby? Well, like, infants don't need to be ba- bathed every single day like a mature I guess the dirt's person. good for them. That yeah, reminds me dude, of a camp prank. How often did you take a shower when you were like 10? Often as I could. No, I don't remember. <laughs> right? I like Below a certain age, it, it, it just doesn't matter as much yeah, unless they're know. doing something physical. Mud. Oh, my I think mud. my how favorite you prank. Your dog? It's about the same thing. I think my favorite prank that I heard since, since I've been uh, working where I work, uh, basically we have these vehicles that you sit in to drive and ba- you use them to tow like aircraft, but inside is a fan that you can turn either direction. So whenever you turn on the vehicle, the fan turns on. And so basically we jerry-rigged a washer. Um, um, Who's and we? We, kinda, we need we, names. Uh, no. Nope, not giving it. <laughs> not giving it. Uh, but we... Basically, or I did. All right, so this is what happened. Uh, some it wasn't me; it was someone else. Jerry rigged a washer <laughs> to the front of the fan, and then they wrapped a condom around the fan around around the washer. So whenever anyone turned on the vehicle, the condom would blow up like right in the driver's face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, it, condoms it get so huge. Good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what do you do? What do you even like? You, <laughs> That's terrifying. You just wait until it explodes, I guess. Like, I don't know what you can do. Oh, man. The best prank that ever got put on me was I was working as a a camp director in in Wisconsin. And my staff loved to, like, give me pranks just randomly in my, like, housing unit or whatever. Like, one time I walked in. and I I walk into my living room. And they put styrofoam from one end of the room to the other so i like walked right into this almost like doubled over and i thought that would be the end of it and i got trying really to kill you. lucky as i go down <laughs> to go to the bathroom i look and i usually don't but i looked 
and they definitely styrofoamed the the toilet. I was like, oh, that could have been that could have been a bad one. You don't look at the toilet before you pee into it. I do, but you don't expect like styrofoam is basically clear. Are you talking about saran wrap? Uh, or saran it's, wrap. I was just saying, styrofoam. I was just saying, I'm not that bad of an... Okay, okay, I would not have walked into styrofoam. I meant saran wrap. I never, uh, all right, that's embarrassing. Okay. Um, that's yeah, like the big I meant white saran packing wrap. foam. <laughs> yeah, I was like imagining I like styrofoam. Yeah. Foil, I was I like, you, just, you walk, I thought you like tripped over styrofoam. Like No, 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 no. I, I walked into... Um, the saran wrap that's gotcha. words today i don't even I, know i understand um okay. well another one of my favorite camp pranks was when we worked at at camp um <laughs> in high school uh one time there was a, a little lion wait did, little are you lion. saying there was one time at 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 band camp or at different camp at cub scout camp at cub scout camp which <laughs> is one time camp, at cub scout camp yeah that's about right for a lot of these stories but uh what what happened was they took and there's those, the Appleton Performing Arts Center had the Lion King when it first started traveling around and it was a big deal. So they had all these statues of lions made and some lion cubs and, and someone decided, bless their heart, to donate a lion to this camp we worked at. Probably just get rid of it. I, I have no clue why. Uh, and we did, there's two pranks I remember with it. One, they put the full statue of like this adult lion it's pretty it's heavy full size. The it's camp full scale, one to one. Full size, one to one, into the camp director's cabin. That was really good. Another one, I think we we took the the cub and moved it all the way down to the raft on the waterfront. And mind you, this is we were in the shooting sports area. It's like a hundred and twenty pound cub too. Like the base is heavy. Like the other side of the camp, put it on a rowboat, brought it all the way out into their. Oh my god. That was great. So then they brought a canoe and put it up on the roof of our latrine. Um, oh, it was so much fun. Someone released a bunch of chickens into our school in high school. Nice. Classic. Apparently have the day... Tried, have you ever tried to catch one? A running around chicken? Uh, I've seen Rocky Balboa. Brent, our freshman year, apparently the year before the seniors, their senior prank was to release a bunch of crickets. Because remember our oh, like, freshman year, we still had like some, a couple crickets were still out yep. and about somewhere, chirping away. Those don't go away. And then they have more crickets. The the two best, uh, the two pranks I learned that, or not I learned, that happened to me while I was at camp that were the two major ones I can think of anyway. Number one, when I was, whenever you were gone for extended period of time at camp, your stuff was fair game to get messed with. Like somebody's going to fuck with you. So the one time I was gone for the whole week of scout camp, I actually came back really late Sunday night and I just went to my bed and it all looked normal. I laid in it, but they turned my entire bunk upside down. So I just like sunk straight through because the, there's like oh. plywood boards that are on the top. But when you have the bed upside down, they just like sink right through. So like, I like f- pretty much fell through the bottom of my bed, but I was so tired and it was like 11 o'clock and I had to work in the morning. I was like, whatever. So I just fell asleep on my bunk with it being completely upside down. Like they had taken all my stuff off for the, just the next day, I think. But okay. I, they took all my stuff off, flipped my bunk, put it all back on just how it was, but my bunk was upside down. So that, that one is well, pretty you, good. Your bunks were always interesting. You were the pioneer of the cave. So when you're in a, a bunk room, there was probably, what, five or six other... At um, least five. Staff five with you. At standard. least five staff members with you. And you have 
you basically get two bunk beds that you can kind of push together and make into one little bunk cave for yourself. Yeah, you steal the mattresses from the top, put them on the bottom, and you have an extra thick mattress. And- yeah, and these aren't great bunks, but they, they do their job enough, I guess, if you're that tired. Um, and, and Kyle, I remember innovating <laughs> and bringing where you'd put sheets, you'd bring extra sheets, and you'd tie, put them over your bed, your bunk, over the sides. So you got a nice little dark cave of your own. Now, if somebody's playing a video game or whatever at night, you can block out the light a little bit. Yeah. A true innovation. Dude, was, the better uh, innovation is we like my first year at camp, we had this whole string system set up. We had hooks and like twine and stuff to all the light switches. So everybody from their beds could turn on and off the lights from everybody's bed. So it wasn't like somebody having to get up, turn off the lights and go back to bed. We just, everybody's twined up. So everybody could just pull one twine to turn it on, pull the other twine to turn it off. I said, yeah, I was pretty proud of that. That was an awesome system. Engineering. <laughs> Engineering. If we're talking, if we're talking pranks, I don't have any cool camp stories, but uh, I do have a good work story uh, as a uh, financial analyst starting out with one of the companies I worked for. The, I'm excited uh, for this one. It's, it's, it's okay. The, uh, the situation was I, I was a brand new financial analyst, first time being an analyst for the company, and I was responsible for a bunch of new business units. And of course, as the new guy, they gave me a bunch of small stuff, you know, nothing too important. So if I screw it up, it's not the end of the world. It's but, the customer uh, that everybody's had previously that they know they're good with. Yep, that kind of stuff. So I start out and one of my biggest ones they gave me uh, had a leader who was very charismatic. We'll call him a pretty boy. Uh, he always always had uh, very nice hair, very nice clothes. Uh, the girls in the office uh, would regularly refer to him as, uh, as the pretty boy uh, because he had all these nice things. And I sat down with him and I was talking about, you know, his first month's performance uh, with me as the financial analyst. And I was asking for a few things. I'm like, okay, so, uh, you know, standard practice within the organization is, you know, you provide these things, I input them to the tools, compare that with prior years, and then we kind of talk things over. And then he just looked at me like, oh, well, usually I just get a report. And I'm like, okay, well, you didn't submit anything to me, so I couldn't really tell you anything. And uh, we went back and forth like this for a little bit. And eventually he just kind of looked at me and said, Something to the effect of, well, before you got here, everything was working perfectly. And I I just, I I was so flabbergasted. I'm like, that was the most like asshole thing someone could possibly say while still maintaining a somewhat professional guise, basically saying you're screwing everything. Yeah. What are you doing? I don't know what you're doing, but it's all wrong. And I'm sitting here like, what? So I had no idea what was going on. It took me several months of trying to figure out this guy's stuff and you know what he was or wasn't doing before, before I realized, and I talked to the analyst before me and he just said, yeah, I just did everything for him because it was easier. Like he's entirely useless. So I had just been managing all of his information for him uh, instead of having him submit his information on his own. Uh, basically the manager didn't do anything like he is the every manager you've ever imagined where you're like, what do you even do? And most managers can hide behind the guise of, oh, you know, I manage people and worry about the budget and the forecast and everything like that. thing at a place, very above, busy, a lot of meetings. Above most people. Exactly. Uh, only come to find out he did none of it. And, um, you know, he, he had the, the, the balls to look me in the eye and say, you know, all this was working until you got here. 
<laughs> well, what do you mean it was working? Like what? <laughs> and it was not finances. Yeah, apparently. So it was the most ridiculous like situation ever. And he was the pretty boy and he was well liked. And I'm, you know, maybe not the prettiest human being in the world. I don't think I'm horribly ugly, but I don't claim to be a model by any means. But I had this <laughs> showdown with with this individual several times throughout my my career with that organization where I'm just like, OK, here's what you need to do. And everyone else does this. I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to hold your hand like the prior financial analyst and just say, I've done it all for you. Here's what you need to be doing for this to work. And I basically had to teach him how to do his job. And it was funny how it went from, oh, well, you're screwing all this up to, oh, I'm actually supposed to be doing things. Like it was, it was really funny. At any rate, that was the guy. And he ended up leaving the organization. But before he <laughs> left, we had all ordered new business cards. Like every business leader ordered a bunch of business Except cards. And he left. So we had just stacks of this guy's business cards. And what we would do uh, is leave one or two of them just in the most obscene place you can think of, underneath a keyboard, underneath uh, underneath the keyboard. Telephone. Whoa, slow your roll. Well, no, no, no. Just, it would <laughs> pop up at, at the most random times. Like you're looking for something, you're organizing your desk, you're cleaning something. You go to pick up your phone and a, and a uh, a Dave card, that was his first name. I won't give his last name. A Dave card would just like pop up because it was like folded underneath your phone and you're like, what the hell? And just his, his business cards would appear everywhere. And if uh, I may, my cube, cube life can be a lot of fun like that. Cube oh, it is. Like, office cube life. Like you'd have to make your own fun. Like if you guys ever listeners ever get yourself in a cube life situation, you need to like, just make it fun. If you don't oh, yeah. make it fun with the people around you, then I'm sure it'll be miserable. I luckily have not been in that situation, but I like one Nick, I'll let you finish your story and I'll do one quick example of an office thing we did. So for my cube life story, we had this individual who clearly got under my skin in a number of ways. And the former financial analyst would leave this guy's business cards, uh, throughout my desk, you know, and just little places here and there, a handful here, handful there. And anytime I found them, I, you know, show him and be like, ha ha, and then throw it away. Um, and then sure enough, the next time I was gone, he'd, he'd plant some more somewhere else. And that was just the game we played. Well, uh, eventually I came into work on a weekend and, uh, I'm a freak and I don't care about working on the weekends. Like if it has to be done, I'll do it. And I took the entire box of this guy's cards, some, 250 plus cards and what i did is i taped every single one of them to the underside of his desk oh no all the way around or just like quickly like roll the tape over no like every individual card was individually taped oh god to the bottom of his desk like i i i um where you roll the tape so it sticks to the card and sticks to the back uh, I, every single one. And uh, the controller, who was a, a very good friend of mine, uh, was also in this weekend, uh, just watched me while she was working for two and a half hours. My boss, mind you. <laughs> and then on Monday, she's just like, I didn't see anything. Like, who did this to you? I had a, I had a good prank similar to that. Um, this is after I left the organization already. And what I ended up doing was there is a, a duck. These little ducks that I had gotten little carved wooden ducks that you could use to make pins or something with uh, as a craft. But instead what I did was I had someone that still worked there, put it in our office manager's 
just randomly like throughout the year like every every day just hide one somewhere and they'll never have any clue where these ducks are from oh so <laughs> this is random i wasn't there to like reap the benefit of it but, but you know in your heart that it, it it did its job what i wanted to do at the end and i i didn't keep a duck so i but i should have was just at the the last duck mail it to her <laughs> with like, like scheduled mailing note, like yeah the schedule the mailing in and be like I send my regards. Have you found all five? And there's really only four of them. No, there was like ninety of them. Whatever. Oh my god! I was gonna say if there's only like ten of them, you gotta like send the last duck with a note attached. Be like, did you find all eleven? And there's really only ten ducks hidden. And then just drives her crazy trying to find that last one. I would say my quick. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. Especially in that that role, that's one that they like to know where everything is. Right. Um, that kind of organizational stuff. So it really would get to them. So right, my, what's your story? My, my office cubicle prank story is that I, don't, I forgot exactly why, but for some reason, one of our coworkers uh, had his dad worked at a like a like a clothing distribution place of some sort. And they were conveniently literally right across like one of their warehouses was right across the street from our uh, facility. So we went uh, over there because he's like they were doing like a sale on Olympic apparel and whatnot. So like a bunch of us, like five, six, I don't know, seven of us all went over and like just went through and checked it out. The most expensive thing there was $2. So you could get like a full on like Olympic poofer jacket or like there's coats, like just Olympic branded coats for $2. It's like, dude, like awesome. And so like t-shirts were like 50 cents. It was just crazy deals on Olympic stuff. A lot of it was like weird sizes and, you know, stuff that not that many people want like i think all the coats are like 2xl or bigger that kind of thing but then there's also this whole palette of these like glass globes that were for like the committee team or something it's basically like hey if you guys donate to us we'll send you one of these globes as a thank you and there's this whole palette of them and there's like yep you guys can take whatever you want from that like they're free just we're trying to get rid of them so like somebody somewhere has donated a bunch of money to get one of these globes and we can just take armbulls of these things so what, we went, what can you do with them? So they're literally just like a glow. It's like a little base with a glass. It's all glass. So it's like a little glass base with a little glass globe on it. And it just you set it somewhere. I, I don't know. Anyhow, there was a whole pallet of these things and they're free. And we're like, can we literally take as many as we want? And they're like, yeah. So they had like grocery bags. We each loaded up like two grocery bags in each hand of these globes we basically like emptied over half of this pallet of globes, brought them back to the building and set them up all on one of the other engineers desks that was gone for that day. So he ended up having just, it was, his desk was just packed with globes. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to figure out like what you could even do with that. I was like, maybe you could paint them like as a project. No, like, straight up glass. It's like a glass sphere. I know. You can still paint on glass. Like, have you seen those things in the mall where they're like, get your picture in the glass? It was it was like that kind of thing. It was like a globe that oh, had like the gosh. Olympic rings in the middle and then a little base that said like community member, thank you or whatever. Or like, like the that. laser etched yeah. glass globes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now I, okay, now I got what you're talking about. I was like, yeah. I was like, so there's a bunch of these like trophy like looking things that are all like, I don't know, four inches tall or so. And they're the base is like two by two, just all over his desk. Like it's set up everywhere and the boxes were just piled up underneath it because they all came in these little like decorative boxes. But yeah, for, for months, those things got, Hey, you want the, yeah, Colin's got a picture of one. It's the, uh, it's a gold level, gold level member for the U S Olympic 
six ring, something like that. So if, if you search that on Google, I'm sure you'll get an image of it. We'll post one to the Twitter or something. But yeah, these things were all over his desk. <laughs> and like, yeah, there's nowhere there's to put them. There's either. nowhere to put them either. So you just have like all these globes that are like, they're like two or three pounds each. So he's literally got like a, a good 125 pounds of globes just sitting on his desk. And if you take them off the bases, like the sphere and the base were separate. So like these balls could just roll around everywhere. If you were, you can't just like sweep them off and knock them out of the way. Ooh, that would have been even better. Figure out a way just to keep the globes on it. No <laughs> yeah. base. Have it just like a little roll tape around. line. Out of the edge of the <laughs> You're desk. breaking them all day. <laughs> <laughs> they had carpeted floors. So they the might survive. <laughs> God darn it. Jimmy. Whatever, you know, <laughs> breaking all another globe. Uh, one so one one of the sorry one more quick prank story and we can move on to something else is that the uh, one of the guys I worked with was also used to be in the army and the best prank he told me about him pulling was I forgot why they were in a morgue for whatever reason and all his buddies were there and they were waiting for like their commanding officer or something so they decided to take Mark and put him on a gurney cover him put him in the fridge because that's where like they would pull somebody out from and so like when the commanding officer came in they're like dude like check this person out they're like or something he wasn't expecting it and you know they pull out Mark's body and he sits up going (laughs) (laughs) makes his commanding officer basically just crap himself (laughs) he's like I surprisingly didn't get in much trouble for that that's funny it's one of those things where uh, I feel like at some point commanding officers are like or most higher ranking officers are pretty chill and laid back. And like when you, especially when it comes to pranks, if they're good ones, right. I, like, feel like I mean, they're normal, they're normal people. Like they enjoy it just as much as ever. I feel like it'd be something where they're like in front of everybody. They have to be mad, but then be like, see me in my office. I'm like, okay, that was pretty no. fucking funny, but don't, don't, <laughs> don't tell anybody. Yeah. Most commanders. Are chill. That if I may, that entire time I was off, I was talking, and only when I stopped did I realize. Oh no! Oh, no. no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, oh no! Okay. I let the dog out and went to the bathroom and did a few other things. Uh, <laughs> but when did I? When did I cut out? It's okay. We, we're uh, wrapping up the pranks talk. We're, yeah, we got. We, we need a new topic. So perfect timing that you're back. Well, you no, gotta, I gotta. Fi- I gotta finish my story. Oh, oh I forgot what your okay. story was. Sorry. What were you talking about? Uh, so business cards oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay back desk. on target so beep, beep, i boom. was there working on a weekend and i'm salaried so it's not like they have to pay me overtime and i sat there and put 250 like plus business cards taped to the underside of my co-worker's desk while my boss uh and super supervisor of me and the individual i was pranking uh just watched and I'm like yep this is what i do with my free time too uh so <laughs> I proceeded to tape all those, and I don't think he noticed for like two or three weeks until eventually yeah, you don't he feel brushed. the inside your desk. Exactly, like no one ever looks there, and eventually, just like getting up, he happened to brush the edge of his desk with his leg. That felt weird. Uh, one one fell off, and then he went to go pick that one up, and then he saw the monstrosity that I had created <laughs> under his desk, and my plan unfolded. <laughs> Did you witness it? Do you witness it, or are you gone or um, away? Unfortunately, or? no, I was oh, gone. No. But uh, my boss Jamie, who watched me put all of them up there, was there when uh, <laughs> when Ryan found them. So it was uh, absolutely fantastic. That was my favorite uh, office life or cube life prank. 
uh, that went, went back and forth and I was willing to spend an hour and a half of my weekend doing nothing but taping business cards of an individual I despised to to the desk of my coworker who I go back and forth with a lot. But I think it would have been uh, more evil. It would have been more evil to slide that person's business cards within everyone else's personal business cards, like on their desk. <laughs> so whenever, <laughs> whenever they're talking to someone, they kind of hand out a business card. Like, oh crap! No, it's give like that, one back. It's that dude. Like, Especially this guy. This and guy then the client right will here. call. <laughs> the client will serious. call this random dude. <laughs> This guy pranks. That's too serious. Guy. You can't do that. <laughs> the, uh, the last the last prank I'll share, and then I'm more than happy to move on, uh, is my idea for a revenge prank of some variety uh, has always been this, that if someone ever upset me so much that I wanted to just find a way to get back at them, like on a college campus or whatever it may be, get print out and cut uh, someone's name nothing but their name or you can put a little a blur but it's probably better with just the name and cut up the pieces of paper so it's like little square pieces of paper hundreds of thousands of them in giant trash bags and then just walk or run through campus or ride through campus and sprinkle these pieces of paper that just have nothing but the person's name all over campus because when they ask to who's going to clean it up or what this is the only explanation is, is the that name person on the paper Ooh, so, pure so evil. it would be just a mess with somebody and, and just completely like, put them having to deal with this nonsense. Uh, yeah, print out like hundreds of pieces of paper, cut them all up. So you've got, you know, thousands of pieces of paper with nothing but, you know, just little things. You, had, you, had had space, you had to get a shredder and then space the printing so it lines up with the shredder. And then it helps Ooh. you cut everything up yeah, for that, you way faster. Yeah, so, some way, somehow, Sorry, I'm an to do that and then just go with trash bags full of these pieces of paper and start dumping them out all over campus one night. So then the next morning, everyone's walking where they need to go, and there's paper everywhere, and all it says is John Doe. And worst case scenario, it's paper, so it should biodegrade. I heard anything. It's just going to be really weird and put them in some hot water over... You know, you need to clean this up or who's out to get you. It reminds me of when we used to ride around town uh, growing up and we didn't have our cars yet. And for some reason, it was like allowed for us to TP each other's houses. Like as long as we didn't TP like random random. As long as it's each other, it's the code. Yeah, that was like the, the agreement with the cops that we had like as a cross country team was that as long as we didn't TP like other people's houses, it was okay. So what we would do, so we didn't have cars at that time, so we'd ride around on our bikes, and we'd bike over to the grocery store, and you'd buy like the big twenty-four packs, and you'd put it underneath your shirt, so it looks like you're really fat, and then you just like roll around on the bikes, and then you'd roll, you'd ride around and kind of discuss like whose house you want to hit, who, who we hitting tonight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then we'd it's all like up. we'd figure out a plan. Yeah, we'd figure out a plan like how to get in there without like setting off their their lights or whatever. And then we'd even go in as far as like plan out like a specific day where it like rained that evening or that oh, night. Oh, because it would stick to everything. Oh, it was like concrete after it rained. So like you'd be and you had you had to hold the roll just right so that the loose flap went over. over oh yeah, the top it of goes your over hand. your hand and you have it come just about to your elbow, not quite. Yeah. So when you threw yeah. it, it completely unraveled the whole toilet paper, 
And, uh, I mean, you could really whip it over the trees and like, I mean, you just, like, we covered all the trees and everything. And then, and then that night it would rain and it was just like <laughs> concrete the next day. You couldn't get it off. Oh, no. so, <laughs> eventually people just started cutting down their trees. <laughs> <laughs> no they tree. Had enough. Yep. Uh, that's pretty that good. was fun. But, uh. All right, so I I wanted to ask you guys a question. I know this is like very, like veering far away from um our topic that we've been. We've kind of we've been, been on discussing. pranks like the entire episode, so we can switch to we can switch it up. Yeah, but I've been like wanting to talk about this for a couple episodes now, and I just I we need to get to it. And I was kind of like curious. I wanted your opinion on how to um, test and rate a person's physical fitness because right now it's kind of an issue in the military. Um, they have a they have a PT test right now, but then they're trying to change it. Um, and what they're trying to like, what they're trying to do is make it so that it is a viable test for different MOSs. Because obviously, yeah, you have somebody doing office a, work versus somebody that's in the field. Exactly. So you have a ranger and you have someone that's doing office work. Like obviously, they have they need different testing. Um, and Right now, like I said, they're trying to change it to where it kind of suits your MOS um, because right now the PT test is like applied to everyone. It's the same for everyone. And the only difference is between male and female. So, so I think, that's what, if I may, I guess I think it might be beneficial for you to go through like what the current test is. Like, I'm sure there's like running, sit-ups, push-ups, like whatever, like go through the, what yep. the current test is. And I guess the two things I'll note is number one, I think there is like an age difference so if you're like above a certain age or have had so many years in the military you're allowed to pass at a different level and i guess my second thought is that i feel like there should be like a baseline for the military which i think you know supposed to be is the pt test but then depending on your job you'd have a more rigorous one after that so So like there should be like a baseline you pass this you're good and then depending on your certain test then there should be like an additional test percent potentially so, um, so we'll just, so we'll just use my age as, as like an example. Um, right now the test is push-ups, sit-ups, and a two-mile run. All right. So, and they have a chart, and basically it's, uh, there's different, um, sections in this chart or different columns. Um, and the age groups are 17 to 21, 22 to 26, 27 to 31, 32 to 36, 37 to 41, 42 to 46, 47 Not that you've memorized this. I'm looking at the charts right now. Okay, I was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and, and according to the charts, you actually peak physically in the, in the column that's 27 to 31. So one, so in between 27 years old and 31, that's when you're actually supposed to be your, your peak fitness level uh, which i i don't know where they got that from. yeah i'm not sure about that one <laughs> <laughs> you think it'd be like the youngest one but i don't know um but basically to like max out so i just turned 27 so i'm in my peak physical breath uh window right now um but to get a maximum amount of points in uh push-ups you have basically you have to do you have two minutes and you have to do um, your push-ups, and you're not allowed to put your knees on the ground. You have to stay in a plank position. Standard. Um, you know, not plank, push-ups. We're doing we're doing real push-ups here. Real push-ups. So like yeah. So you basically start off, and then when they say go, 
Um, you're not allowed to put your knees down, and you have to go all the way down to where your chest almost hits the ground. And uh, for my age group, I'm supposed to do 77 push-ups in two minutes to get 100 points. Um, and then um, to do basically to fail um, to get a where is it to get in trouble? It, yeah. So ba- so basically, I need to do more than 50 55 push-ups. Um, before you start getting in that failing rate. Um, so, and then basically it's based off of a score of 300 points. So, um, you get a certain number of points based off of how many pushups you do, how many sit-ups you do, and how fast you run your two miles. Oh, so like all three of those things have a minimum combined. Yes, exactly. So like you can, in each category, there's a minimum that you, um, it's, and then overall shows your overall fitness level and, and it says like where your average should be. Gotcha. So, like, for my job, my average should be about a 250, which means that I'm getting about 80% in each category. Wrong. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, so for the two-mile run, um, to get 100%, I need to be running two miles in 13 minutes, which if you... That's actually fair. That's, that's, that's pretty quick. That's fast, yeah. Like that's like sprinting the full. That, that's two that's on the that's on the bottom edge of potentially being competitive. That's a six and a half minute uh, mile for two miles. Competitive, maybe not, but it is a very good two mile for the good hour. amateur. Good amateur pace. Good amateur. If you're not or, like a track, you don't do track. Thirteen is a good pace. Absolutely. Well, just keep in mind that. There's very few people in the military that are like track runners, like athletes. Well, I, I mean, that's what I'm thinking when you're explaining this test. It's like I could probably do the setups, I could do the run, but those push-ups would just destroy me. Well, that's, I think I, that's I, what I, I'm saying. Is that like I don't think I could pass right now. No. Um, and then for sit-ups, um, to get 100, percent I need to do 82 sit-ups in two minutes. That's cooking. So yeah, that's. Yeah, so you're doing almost one push up every second, or every one sit up every second. So, and it's a little bit slower than that, but that's about the pace that you need to be at, which is fast. So, I feel and like then the, that, like basically, you can't, you can't, you have to have your, and you have to have your hands behind your, the back of your head and fingers interlocked. Like you, so basically, that adds extra weight to your upper torso. Because normally, when you did push ups in high school and that kind of stuff, you'd fold your your arms over your chest, and that lowers your center of gravity. But if you have your hands above your head, like your arms add, above yeah, your head, it that. adds a lot extra weight. Like when I was first going to enlist, I was just like, wow, I can knock out 80 sit-ups, no problem. And then that's because I was doing You had to learn how to do sit-ups my... right. Yeah, exactly. I was doing them wrong. And the same thing with push-ups. So a lot, it's like when going through basic training, there's so many people that don't know how to do proper push-ups. And you'll see them where basically they're they're trying to do their push-ups with their butt like way up in the air like in a triangle shape because they just they think it's going to help them out um but in the long run all those push-ups don't count and you're just wasting a bunch of energy because you can still do all that all that movement and like all that effort but the graders won't count it and you're just wasting energy so, so Dylan, like people... if i if i may when you're doing these push-ups and it doesn't count do they just repeat the number that you're on until you do the correct one like Oh, one, 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 two, or is it? Um, it depends on, it depends on what, like where you're going. So like, 
when I was going through um, when I was going through training for the job I'm at, um, they're a lot more serious and they don't tell you whether you are doing like they don't tell you if you're messing up your pushups. So you better do it right. So like when I was when I was doing my testing, uh, I thought I was at like 70 something pushups. And when I finished, I was at 50 something because there's 20 that they didn't count. So obviously Ooh, I didn't go ouch. low enough or something. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a huge deal, but because I still passed, but a lot of people you put, failed because you failed they 20, thought, 20 pushups. You did 20 extra pushups that just didn't count. I just think at a hundred percent, that's which is fine. You don't like you can still pass without getting a hundred percent in each category. Uh, so and then for army standard, like if you so if you get above a like a what was it a two ninety or two two eighty no a two seventy if you get above a two seventy on your PT score, then you don't need to go in for PT in the mornings, which is huge because that means you get to nice. sleep in. But that's usually because and the, and that only applies to people like. Or that only helps people if they like go to the gym after work. Right, you're gonna have to so, do like, your workouts at some other t- point. Right, I mean, yeah, because you might as well use that time to sleep in. So, I mean, that's an extra two hours, out, like from your day that you get to use, like on your own. That but, reminds me, just uh, comparatively, uh, very different world, I'm sure. But being a football player primarily in high school, and Brent, your question with respect to, um, you know, do they just keep counting? Uh, that, that's something that the football players did with freshmen. Um, it was always, you have to finish through the line, not to the line. And when it came to push-ups and sit-ups and, and full exercises, yeah, if you tried to take shortcuts, um, it just didn't count. We'll sit here all day and, and wait for you to do a proper push-up uh, during the summer. Now, in season, if that kind of stuff is going on, um, you would get chewed out so fast. It, it would be absolutely crazy, but it's just, okay, we don't have time to waste on you. If if you're at this point and you don't know what the hell you're doing, just get the hell out. I mean, if you haven't figured it no, out by now, um, yeah, you're just, you're wasting everyone's time. Go do something else. Um, but that's, yeah, it was good. It was hilarious to go from football where everything is so much strength and so much, um, you know, finish it through the line. And I had a crap uh, high school basketball coach in a lot of ways, uh, we weren't a very good team. The best players in my class uh, didn't even go out for the team, but uh, I got to start, so that was cool. But we were absolutely horrible. But the coach was absolutely awful. We'd go to the weight room, and I'd watch these basketball players pick up weights for the first time in their lives, seemingly, and I'm just like, oh, wow. And even the basketball coach is like, oh, Nick, you have your football workout? You just want to go do that? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go do that. You guys can, you guys can do whatever it is you're calling this. I'm gonna go over here. I feel like that's what the football team felt when every time our swim team came up, like they always had this look on their face, like "What are you guys doing over here?" For for wrestling in high school, I think the only the only two things I can think of is whenever we went to the weight room for the first time that year, whatever the freshmen decided to pick up for their weights for that activity, we just like up it to the next level. So like if they picked a 25 pound plate, they're now getting a 35 pound plate. Like whatever they tried to do, we just, as seniors, we just like, no, you're doing this instead. Like, so that's one thing. Uh, the second thing I can think of is like literally because of wrestling, uh, if some freshman's being a dickhead, you just pair them up with somebody in a heavier, heavier weight class and just beat the crap out of them until they uh, figure out to stop being a jerk. We had one, like my sophomore year or junior year, we had this one freshman come in that was just like, 
you could tell he was annoying the crap out of the coach. Like he'd whine about everything. And then, so like, there's a one point where the coach had like, just got enough of him. He's like, Oh, you're in the middle. And we had this like takedown drill, which is basically like somebody's in the middle and then whoever gets the takedown stays in the middle and you just rotate the next person, the outside of the circle. So eventually even like for me as like a sophomore junior, uh, you get to the point where you're wrestling the heaviest weight person and it's just, there's not much you can do about that besides just hope that they fall and you step out of the way. But for the, this kid, we just like put him in the middle and it's like, coach is like, no, you're going for two times around the circle. So basically we all just like took him down to, you know, 25 ish guys taking you down twice. You're getting knocked to the ground 50 times. Jeez. Sucks. It's like charge drills in basketball. Hey, I got a question for you, Dylan, particularly, okay. but for everyone in general. So I know you mentioned um, the three things I had to do for the PT testing, but that always reminded me of in high school and elementary school and all that stuff. We always do the fitness testing with like the pacer and stuff. Would there be sure. benefit or would you see having some of those fitness tests or in high school go up to the army or having some of the army tests be more like what it is in like, would there be a benefit to standardizing that? in general um, like what you tested so your question was like comparing the phys- fitness testing in high school to fitness testing in the military yeah because like, in high school yeah. they have the pacer where it's like boop you run across the gym yep boop run across the gym um, two well they have that and they i remember doing that in ait like it's definitely uh activities that we do for training purposes but um i don't we've never i I don't think we've ever been tested on that. I think it was just something we did for fun. And that'd be kind of interesting to do that. Um, but so that's the, that was what I was kind of talking about the three different things. Those that's the old PT test. Um, and I think they're for the past like year or two, they're trying to phase in a new PT test. And uh, I can talk a little bit about that. It's, it's definitely, uh, I guess what activities does it involve? Um, so it includes a deadlift, a power throw, uh, release pushups, uh, sprint, drag, carry, uh, leg tucks, and a two-mile run. So it's a little it's more a integrated more. with different work. Yeah, it's yep, it's a lot more, um, a lot more difficult um, task too. So like um, deadlift, which is is actually um, a lot of weight. So I don't, I'm not really a lifter. I'm more like the like I like biking and running and doing that kind of stuff. So I don't really have any problem with the run, but I always struggle with push-ups and sit-ups. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. We don't really have to do sit-ups anymore because the thing was like people there's some people that the sit-ups really benefited and it's usually the people with big bellies like for some mm-hmm. reason pig people with big bellies like they can do sit-ups like crazy and then they'd <laughs> a, they get 100 on their sit-ups and then they'd not they'd knock out a good push-ups and then they'd near fail the run but because they maxed out their put their sit-ups like they'd uh they'd get a good pt score so I think that's kind of one of the reasons they got rid of it. And instead of doing that, they introduced the leg tucks, which that's hanging from a, like dead hanging from a bar. And then you basically have to pull up your, your knees, knees up. Above. Elbows. Okay. So you gotta, you gotta basically hold your elbows at a 90 degree angle and then, and that's considered one leg tuck. And so basically this chart is, for the new PG test is all the maximums are the same. Um, for so for the different um MOSs, but then they they have it in three different categories for the minimums. So basically, they have three different colors for the minimums, um, and one's for heavy physical demand, one's for significant demand, 
and then one is for uh, moderate. Um, what if you have a no a demand? What if you're like a drone yeah, pilot? So, that would be a no demand. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't like. I don't like. Like, yeah. There's that, definitely some. This is like a low, minimum, like, medium, high. Don't make those low guys feel like they're mediums. What is this generation coming to? This is the army, and they're giving the lowest possible person a medium. <laughs> <laughs> like but, you um, suck. Here's a C. Like, you've basically failed this class, but here's a C. Do it in the army let now. Me, uh, let me, let me list off all of the hundred. Like to get a hundred percent in this PT test, let me list off what the requirements because it's actually pretty intense. Um, so a deadlift. So that's where you have the weight on the ground and you're like on a bar. And you just need to stand up while holding it. Um, for the deadlift to get 100 points is 340 pounds. Just once? That's a, like, um, I think. Moving on. We'll move on. We'll move on. Yeah, I'm not I sure. I can lift the bar. I'm good for that. I got the bar. That's that's 40 pounds, Brent. Heck yeah. Oh, no, I'm, lifting the other, I'm lifting the other end of the bar, not the one with the weight on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm using um, a 15-pound bar. So for the powerful power throw, you have uh, I'm I'm not sure the weight of the medicine ball, but basically you have to throw it over your head behind you. Like a soccer and, throw in? They, oh no, behind you. No, like a keg toss. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like a keg toss. Um, and it's measured by meters. And to get 100 points, you have to throw it 13.5 meters. That's pretty Jeez. far. Yeah. And it's like I don't think it's a light medicine ball either. I think it's like a medium sized one. It's like yeah, it's like 40 um, feet. That's... And then release push-ups. So release push-ups are like regular push-ups, except that when you go down, you have to set your chest on the ground, put your arms all the way out, like off like the ground, falling, off the ground, and then bring them back in, and then repeat. Push yourself uh, up. Okay. Bring yourself down. Put Maximum your chest on the possible ground, put your arms out. No judgment in this. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So they for sure know that you're pushing yourself up. And yeah, that's good because the otherwise it would just be up to whoever's judging you. Versus that exactly. way, like there's literally no way to not get the push up you deserve. Yeah, so that's a release push up, and to do get 100 points, you still have to do 70 of those. They haven't changed years. that. No. Oh my so, god. Yep. And then a sprint drag carry, it's like a big heavy weight on a like a skedco or like something that you're dragging. Like a and, person, uh, basically. I'm not. Yeah, and I'm not sure the weight of it, but you have to, it's some drag that you have to do in to get 100 points. It's a minute 40. So this, this must be a pretty significant drag because that seems like a long time, and that's a that's 100%. What, so is so it sprint, to, drag, carry? Like you literally sprint across to go grab the dummy, drag I him across, sprint, and then carry like him back? Sprint, I think you sprint a length down and back, then you have to drag something down and back, and then you have to carry something down and back. Yeah, and so then your your total time like for all three of those is one forty or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Dang, um, if you what's that? that stuff, you're in, if you can do all that stuff, you're in good shape. You're right, really good. So, and then leg tucks. Um, to get hundred percent, you have to do twenty of them. So, and that's in two minutes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, now I don't know if you ever tried those, but those are hard. So, <laughs> like normally, like to fail. To fail for a heavy for a heavy physical demand unit to fail is fine. So like that's not very many, and you can still pass. And then for the two mile run, they decrease the time yet down to twelve forty five for a hundred percent. Dang, so that's even faster. You have to run even faster now. Run faster, jump higher. So, yeah, so that'll be really interesting. And then so when I say jump, you say how high. They've been just been raising the bar. 
Yeah, so obviously the physical levels have been increasing a little. Um, so that's the PT test, but then um, the, the, another segment to physical health is uh, height and weight, which you do like you do your height and weight, and then you take your PT test. So the height and weight is basically showing that you qualify to even take the test. Um, so basically, they they measure your um, your height, and then they take a measurement of your weight, and that gives them like a general idea of your um, how how fat you are. And then if you if you fail that, which I I don't think I'm that big, but I fail it every time because I'm a little bit shorter and I'm just I've always been kind of a thick dude and I always fail it. So if you fail the height and weight, um, which I can go through those standards, but if you fail the height and weight, then you go into um, the body fat standards and they they measure your neck and your belly line. And that gives them a general idea of your body fat. And then um, they have a standard for different age groups of what of the allowable body fat. Did you say that the one time you went in there and they were like about to do the body fat measurement, you like took off your shirt and they're like, you're good. And they just like signed yeah. you off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm just kind of naturally heavy for my height. Um, so, and which is a, co a common occurrence. I run into a lot of people that are just like, I've never passed height and weight. So I think that needs a little bit of a change some somehow. Um, especially because there's some dudes that are actually like kind of obese, but they've got really big necks. And the bigger <laughs> neck you have, the better the standard is. Yeah. So like big you, neck. you got yeah, a so big you neck, a really, you have a really thick neck, then it's the percentage looks better because it, it kind of balances you out. Distribute your, out. You don't have all that neck. Length. Yeah, exactly. So well, it, uh, it's the, the diameter around. <laughs> so if you have a big neck, Dude, then statistically, you're not very big in in the waist. So in, so, in wrestling, I remember our coach uh, had the like shortest neck. And like at one point in time, he's like trying to teach how to like get out of headlocks. He's like, you got to turtle your neck. And I know you guys have all seen me, but it's like, uh, coach, this neck don't turtle. I can't, I can't. <laughs> like coach, I, I can't turtle <laughs> like this. This is, this is too long to turtle. <laughs> yeah. Oh I'll be God. the, I'll be the one to say that you don't really have the body type of a, of a solid wrestler. <laughs> no, like, no, not really. I was long and lanky. I had to go like leg riding and weird <laughs> stuff. Cause like, yeah, there's, you're, you're that dude that just got bent over someone's knee. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Dylan. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, you're more of a basketball build than a a wrestler. Dude, uh, like, I feel like I should have been a good runner, but I just it's it's not a thing that I enjoy doing. You have I to love it. You have I to love it. It's a grind. I don't like it's doing work for the sake of work. Like one of my favorite wrestling practices, where instead of going to the the uh, weight room, we just grab shovels and like help shovel some spots in the parking lot. Like I like the whole weight room idea. Like, I just don't like the idea of I pick things up and put them down. Like, I, I feel like you should be doing something with labor. Like, I'd, I'd much rather go to a farm and have them put me to work than to go into a weight room and just move metal around. I know, like, the local college team, uh, when I was working back in Wisconsin, would come and do uh, the chop wood for us as they're, like, wrestling practice and volunteering yeah. dude that's legit workout too yeah it's a good way to get in shape chop, chop and stack stress. wood <laughs> dude chopping wood is so much fun i love chopping wood to an extent so, yeah so that's uh so that's kind of like the standard now and like the future pt test 
But I kind of wanted to get your guys' opinion on like how, like, what would be a good way to um, standardize how you judge, or like, what would be a good way to judge physical fitness of a soldier? I think you got to go with what you're doing, right? So there's got to be running involved. You should have to carry. You should have to run with a backpack. Or, you know, do you think there should be a ruck? Yeah, there should like be a, a ruck. ruck. Yeah, yeah. They used to do that with like basically the OG Olympics. Like the original Olympics, they had like running, uh, running with gear on, like your soldier gear. They had wrestling, so there should be some sort of maybe you don't you can't necessarily like judge. Yeah, combatives. Maybe you have to, you know, that's maybe some of the strength stuff. Like I don't know if you can do a really fair mass judgment by just pairing up each person with somebody else randomly that can you know, judge how good of a fighter they are. But, you know, basically go back to the original Olympics and look at those and, you know, uh, a carriage race. Maybe you guys, if you're a driver, you have to demonstrate that you can drive your Humvee over a course in a certain period of time. I don't know. So if we're going back to, if we're going back to the original Olympics, uh, here's, here's my, uh, my take. We develop a Spartan style army at birth. These children are analyzed. (laughs) To figure out, okay, are they are they healthy? Are they fit? Uh, we train them from birth, and then uh, after they reach the age of twenty seven or twenty eight, uh, let let them be set for life with a salary that's seventy five percent above average, yeah, you know, something like that. Mm. Just do I, that. Wonder, well, I, I don't really notice. Well, Dylan's doing his part. Well, you do your part. Well, I, I wonder with that, though, is that as necessary with all this drone warfare and they can do so much stuff remotely? Is the. I, I, I don't know. I guess you maybe you can speak more to it, but what is the, the role of the soldier in the new. Well, that's what I was going to say is that. Uh, so you're talking about having combative as part of the PT test, but. There's such a small, like, tiny percentage of the military that actually does any fighting. Like, I I don't even know if I know anyone that's even, like, been in an actual gunfight. Like, I there's so few people in the military that actually do the fighting that I don't you can't really have. Yeah, I think I did hear once that there's, like, three or four support guys for every single one soldier on the ground. Or, you know, I forgot what the stat was. Like, I should, that's almost something we should look up. I don't know. But, like, I mean, I'll go overseas and I do, like, obviously I'm and I'm there to make sure those guys are going out. But, like, yeah, you're right. There's so many more support people out there that don't do any fighting. We, like, so many people that are there just to run computers or run different systems or find parts or, like, do all these other things. Like, there's really very few people that actually go out and fight. So I don't like. I don't know. That's yeah. I don't know. I I've been listening. And I love mentioning this because so, it's a big time crunch in my Bible. Listening to like World War One podcast, and okay. I just don't know if I'd see fighting like that again, where there's thousands of people going at head to head. You will never see that again, except yeah, for maybe I, space, because I don't think we yeah. know how to fight in space yet. Obviously. So from this random website on the internet. Uh, less than 1% of military members who actually serve in combat roles are like less than 1%, less than 1% is what this random person on the internet says. <laughs> All right. Random person. 
Yep. But I agree. Like, I could totally see that. Like, most people go over there, and you're right. Most people are support, and I could totally see that. The less than one percent actually sees combat. I think it's obviously so, it's obviously going to change over time, but in probably like the history of the U.S., it's probably about that. Yeah, it'll get less. We are going more towards drones and all these yeah the unmanned automated ways of killing. And, yeah, it'll be way less people. Even even how it is now, like most of the strikes are drones now, and like the drones are getting more and more like capable of doing different things. Like well, like even in like the Iraq Iran wars, like when they had. Like Black Hawk Down, for example, I believe that was Iraq, Iran, or it was Desert Storm. Either way, like it was a more modern war. It was considered heavy U.S. casualties, and they still went like fourteen to one ratio of people dying. It, it was still mm-hmm. ridiculous, and that was bad. And that was a bad fight for us as far as fights go. And our ratio was still right. like fourteen to one. Right. Anyhow. Yeah, and I think I think it'll get obviously. Uh, like in war, you want to minimize your casualties, and the easiest way to do that is to not put people in there in, in the first place. So if we can, if you can solve a problem by sending a drone, then they're going to do it. Speaking of like solving a problem, this is something I've thought of a few times and, and haven't had a good answer to. But they always say like nuclear weapons are what's going to keep all the peace. Is that is that a true statement or is that? I, I can't. I don't know if I see that. Wait, what do you mean? Are gonna keep because peace? everybody has nukes. Nobody's gonna fight Everyone anybody nukes, because of everybody mutual that. destruction. Is that gonna actually prevent war, or is that just it, like we? I you think have... what uh, my saying, uh, saying my dad said. I'm not sure where he got it from. Was like, I don't know what World War. I don't know what weapons will be used in World War Three, but World War Four will be fought with rocks and sticks. <laughs> if it's yeah, even probably. There's even World War Four. I don't that know what weapons will be used in World War Three, but World War Four will have rocks and sticks. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I don't like. Right now, I think nukes are mostly used as a, uh, like we have them, but I don't think, I don't think we'd ever use them again because they're so destructive. Well, it's such a big decision because no matter what, if you start sending multiple nukes, like even think of Chernobyl, one nuclear facility went down and there's still like radiation. Nobody can be there. Same thing with like Nagasaki, Hiroshima. There's still abandoned cities because of the nuclear fallout. You just can't do it without affecting yourself at some point. Like you're just going to mess up. You'll literally mess up the earth so bad that. Did you know that the Russians invented a nuke that was 20 times bigger than the one we dropped like over like in Japan dude Nagasaki Hiroshima bombs are ants compared to what we have Uh, the largest bomb tested is like 3,000 times as powerful as those and there's ones that are like 10,000 times more powerful that just have never been tested because it would be too there, scary. There was there was a bomb that they said they cre- they created. They they have the it's a hydrogen to bombs now. Yeah, yeah. They had a bomb that they're able to create that's that'll basically blow into the upper atmosphere. There's a really cool website that you can go to that shows you can basically simulate dropping bombs on different wherever you want in the world, and it shows you kind of like what the explosion, like the instant vaporization range is, the explosion damage range is, the fallout, the, range the fallout and, and then eventually like the nuclear fallout and then the cloud that would 
form and like all the area that would be affected and screwed over. That's and, interesting. And so you can like drop the Nagasaki, Hiroshima, big boy, little daddy, whatever they were bombs on like New York city, see what that looks like. And then take one of the real bombs, quote unquote, real ones from nowadays. And it's just astronomically different. I wonder how many bombs it would take to completely kill everyone. Like, I, I feel like it wouldn't be that many. No, I think at one point the U.S. and Russia, there was a stat that was like they have enough bombs to cover the entire Earth seven times over or something like that. Yeah. I mean, you really wouldn't need that many to block out the sun. Yeah, and that's all the, you need. And then the do, drones really. take over, and then you have to plug into the Matrix to get in there and find <laughs> Neo. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> I think they made a documentary on that one time, didn't they? Yeah, it's called The Matrix. Uh, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> Three-part documentary series. Well, you know, the, the answer to life, the universe, and everything is 42. And this was episode 42. So hopefully you guys learned Whoa. that the meaning of life, universe, and everything is uh, pranks, uh, army PT tests. And don't drop nukes. And don't drop nukes. So hope everybody enjoyed. Uh, bringing you a new episode every Thursday. Uh, feel free to support us. We got merch available. Otherwise, please subscribe, share, rate, review the podcast. Uh, if you liked it, the best form of support is to have a friend listen to it. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, we have a DM, we have a Twitter and an email down in the description. And then with that, uh, we'll have a great Thursday, and we'll see you next week. Oh, my God. Oh, and if you're listening with I young kids. I did not hit the start recording. Language. You're not what? I did not hit start recording. Huh. We didn't record any of that? Fuck. Oh. It better be an April Fool's. It's an April Fool's. <laughs> Nick, oh Nick, you should have gone with it a little longer. I at least had Brian. Yeah, oh my here. god. They had me. You had me there. That's definitely Holy episode 43. No, it's 42. It? 43 is the. There's like a bonus episode in there. It doesn't count. No, why is somebody putting a three in there? Because that was episode. We, we, for episode 42 was last week. No, that 41 was last week. It's just like off one. Oh my but God. I don't know. We'll I'm figure sure it out. It's only 41. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to stop the recording now. <laughs>